I'm your host, Larice Duffy, certified coach and founder of A Mindful Journey. Welcome to Aligned and Awakened, the podcast. I believe that our circumstances don't create our destiny, our choices do. Aligned and Awakened features heartfelt stories from women who inspire me. Each of these women has used adversity to find their power and lead a purposeful life through their command of choice. Come listen with me. Wake up and be inspired to make change in your own life. Your journey to awakening your inner truth starts now. And we are live as we're chit-chatting before we're even going on. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Amy. Hello. I am just so excited to have you here. I, I, I loved our conversation when we spoke probably about a month or two ago and everything that you're about. I'm super excited to share you with our audience and tell us all the things, the uh, (laughs) table for one, which I'm just in love with. Tell everybody about you. Well, first, I'm so excited to be here too. I loved our conversation too. And it's just, it's so nice when you can chat with somebody who picks up what you're putting down. So I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be here and to meet your audience this way. I started my um, coaching business back in about the end of 2016, beginning of 2017 called Love Myself Revolution. I kicked it off with a a Love Myself Boot Camp, which was about an eight-week series that I did, just helping people to nurture self-love for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that was born out of my own personal journey where I personally was in a period of a little bit of struggle in my own life. I wasn't really feeling connection in my marriage. We were struggling. I was feeling kind of unloved and unsupported. I went down this like personal growth path to figure out, do some self-reflection about my my own self and, and how I can show up differently. And I was turning to a lot of books and a lot of meditation. And one of the things that I, I kept noticing is that in when you look for books about love, they're all about either romantic love or, you know, loving others, a selfless type of love. And there was very little about loving yourself. And for me, I felt like, you know what, I feel like a lot of my struggle in life has often been times when I have kind of abandoned myself, where I have not set my own boundaries, or I have had boundaries and I cross them. I don't honor my boundaries. I don't listen to my inner voice when it's like screaming at me to to pay attention to what I'm feeling. I kind of ignore it or bypass it. And so I, I came to this realization that really the thing that felt missing for me, and I think is missing for a lot of people, is a really open dialogue about what it means to really love oneself mm-hmm. and to accept oneself and to celebrate oneself because we often feel really com- uncomfortable doing that. And so that's where my, my journey started back in 2017. I became a certified coach at that point, And then I became a certified meditation teacher. And then a couple of years down the road, then I ended up getting separated and I'm currently going through a divorce. So all of these lessons that I had started to cultivate for myself that then I started to bring to other people, I was really grateful for them because I felt like I was able to really apply so, so much of what I had learned about loving myself in a scenario where now all of a sudden I'm like navigating life without a co-pilot unexpectedly because even though things were hard, there's still comfort in 
knowing that you have a partner. Absolutely. Absolutely. um, And so I was very intentional then about creating experiences for myself and honoring myself and the things that I wanted to do. And so I, I started going places and going out to dinner by myself and going to events by myself. And I just came back from a vacation that I was on by myself. Mm. And so that has morphed into my latest project, which is Table for One, which you referenced, yes. which is a blog that I started and my an Instagram page where I just chronicle the things that I do by myself. So, um, okay. So I want to get into all of that. And, okay. and there's so much to talk yeah. about. <laughs> I want to ask you first, and, and you may have answered this already, but what in your life got you aligned and awakened? It's such an interesting question because you feel like when you hear that question, you think, when was like that aha moment? And in retrospect, it really is a journey. Like oh. they're the hard things like bring you to, to a place. And something for me that was a moment where I felt just completely connected to a greater purpose to the universe a couple of weeks after my husband and I separated. And, and as I mentioned, you know, I was doing a lot of reading and a lot of soul searching in previous years. And and somebody who I followed a lot was Gabby Bernstein. And she's a spiritual author. She's a student of A Course in Miracles. And she wrote a book called The Universe Has Your Back. And I loved that book. That that phrase became like my mantra in life. Like anytime I was just feeling doubt, I just reminded myself like the universe has your back. When I got separated, that was like my my daily prayer was you know, when I would sit in meditation, it would just be, you know, reminding myself that the universe had my back. And so a couple of weeks after I got separated, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take myself out on a date, I'm going to do something that I've never done before that's outside of my comfort zone. And that was to go to the top of the Empire State Building. I've lived in New Jersey my entire life. I grew up in a town that's right across the river, I could see it, but I never went, I'm afraid of heights. It was never something that was like, on my bucket list, just because of my old limiting beliefs and, and like fear-based thinking. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? This feels very symbolic for me. Like I'm in a time in my life where I feel like I'm way out of my comfort zone in getting separated and, and moving towards divorce. So I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go to the top of the Empire State Building. I booked my tickets and I went in and I decided I was going to go out to dinner first. And I picked this vegan restaurant that I had always wanted to try. And I figured... I should go by myself because like, how am I going to convince a friend to come with me and pay $35 for a cauliflower steak? So I was like, this is a great place for me to go by myself. So I went to the restaurant and I had a 5.30 reservation and I showed up like 20 minutes early because I took the train in and the hostess let me know that the dining room wasn't open, but she let me know that I could sit at the bar. So I said, all right, I'll go over and I'll get myself a glass of champagne. And I sat down and the the bartender brought me my glass of champagne and I gave myself a silent toast to new beginnings and reaffirming that the universe has my back. And, and then I, and I hear talking and I turned and lo and behold at the bar with her husband and newborn, you know, infant son was Gabby Bernstein. And I think that like my eyes must've like exploded out of my head and my jaw just fell to the, to the ground. Blow my mind yeah. moment. I, I mean, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Like, Unbelievable. For real, you know? Yeah. And normally I wouldn't, I'm like not the type of person who if I see like a celebrity out enjoying their family that I, you know, I don't want to intrude, but I just, I was so blown away 
by the synchronicity of this moment that I could not stay quiet about it. So, and, and, and I think she must have like registered it because we made eye contact and she actually said hello to me first. And I was like, Gabby, right? It's just like, remind me your name. <laughs> and I was like, I'm Amy. We met at your, the universe has your back book signing. And, and she was like, oh, it's nice to see you again. And I said to her, listen, I'm sorry. I know that you're here with your family. I was like, but I just have to share this with... I said, the reason why I'm here is because a couple of weeks ago, you know, my husband told me that he he wanted to move out, that he wants to get divorced. And I decided to take myself out tonight to just have some new beginnings. And she gave me a really big hug. And she said to me, you know, I'm so sorry that you're going through this right now. But if you see this as a blessing more blessings will follow. I feel as though I must have been floating mm. on a cloud for the rest of the night. Like I mm. I had no fear going to the top of the Empire State Building then. Like I felt like so empowered and awakened and aligned. I felt all of that because I felt the universe and supported, really that and supported yeah, and right? Supported. Yeah, 100%. It was amazing. It was a moment where I could not have felt more aligned or more awakened than in that moment and felt a sense of peace that everything was going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. People are popping in. I love this story. What a message <laughs> that the universe does have your back and the universe always has your back. It's an amazing story. And just a reminder that exactly that the universe has your back. You're supported. Everything's going to be okay. It's just beautiful. And it's just amazing how these things happen. I, I find that when people you know, use the word coincidence, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> there are no coincidences, none whatsoever. This is all happening exactly the way it's supposed to. So I love that story. And I love that you shared it with everybody listening because it's an important message. And, you know, I love you say nurture self-love for themselves. Just expand on that a little bit because I think it's so important and such a big topic. I have a program called The Journey and Pillar One is all about that self-love. And it's about committing to you and not feeling selfish about how important it is that we create a relationship with ourselves, that it is the foundation for all other relationships in our life. So I would love to just hear you speak more about that. Well, that is uh, what you just said for me is the key. It's about creating a relationship with yourself. And I think right now we live in a time where self-love gets confused with like self-care or self-indulgence. Like what people say like, oh, I'm going to take some time to, to love myself. So I'm going to go to the spa or I'm going to drink a bottle of wine and watch movies all night, which great if that's what you want to do. But it's so much, it's so much more than just taking some time to pamper yourself because self-love is really about being intentional, mm -hmm. about getting to know yourself and accepting yourself and then also celebrating yourself. Mm -hmm. And there is so much about the way that we are conditioned in society that basically tells us, let's find a way to bypass everything that's uncomfortable. We have like an entire consumer industry that is designed to help people bypass the parts of themselves that they feel uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. We don't really ever take time to sit down with ourselves and to like allow ourselves to feel the, the messy feelings. And we, and we feel really ashamed of those, you know? And, and I think a huge part of self-love is being able to heal the parts within us that we feel shameful about. 
And it's really hard to do because there are a million ways that we can bypass that and we can project out onto others and we can dance around the fact that, hey, I struggle with these feelings of shame and unworthiness and doubt and and anger. And so self-love is not about casting those parts of ourselves off. It's about acknowledging that they're there, having patience with ourselves while we try to understand them and have compassion for ourselves as we get to a place that feels more peaceful. Yeah, all oh, that's so good. And I think it's so important to remember that shame breeds in secrecy, right? So when we're open about our shame, it can't survive when we're truthful. And when we're, you know, I had a situation recently where I was at my sister's and, and all the family was there and we were having a barbecue. It was a Sunday. It was a beautiful Sunday day. And my sunglasses on. And I was really having a hard day. As you know, my husband passed away. We're coming on three years. And as I shared with you earlier, year two has been harder than year one and year three has been harder than year two. I would never think that in a million years. My experience, that's how it's been. And everybody was there. It was really a great day. And somebody said something that was so simple. (laughs) It, It was just, it wasn't even asked to me. It was just something to somebody else and tears just started rolling down my eyes. We talked about this, right? It's not having that co-pilot to kind of navigate the things that you're doing together and maybe new beginnings or moving. The children, my, For me, my children are older and a lot of my friends are now talking about what the next chapter brings and talking with their husbands. And I tried to kind of get myself together and it continued. And I just went into the house and through the front door and I left. And I went to the cemetery and I got my blanket out and I put it on the grass right next to his gravesite and I I sat there. And that is self-love to me. That is saying 100%. Yeah. I am honoring what I'm feeling right now that it's okay if no one understands even though everybody did, but that I need to feel what I'm feeling right now and I need to really be committed to my relationship with myself and caring about me, caring about this person as though it's separate from me. Because if that were a friend, I would have scooped her in my arms and Absolutely. You know, done everything. So we do that for ourselves. That's really being, being committed to, to, to loving ourselves and to being in that relationship with ourselves. And it's so beautiful, right? It's so- it is so beautiful. And, and you and I had spoken earlier about how often hard things for us are an invitation to love ourselves more mm-hmm. and to create. Yeah. Like hard things are an invitation for creation. And I love, so okay, let's just hold on. I'm stopping you right there because I thought that was so good. I just, you just have to say that one more time because <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So hard things are an invitation for to creation. It, it is an, an invitation to us to create something new for ourselves. And so really often when we're faced with hard things, we don't realize we have a choice. We can feel that things are unraveling and we feel like we're in a state of destruction, that like everything in our life is just falling apart. But truly, when we are able to wade through that, we realize that this is now an invitation for us to create something new. Mm. And what I love that you just shared about your story, and thank you for sharing that because it's beautiful. You know, your grief is so real. And grief really is beautiful because it's an expression of love. And so you took that moment and you created a moment for yourself. That was an act of creation. You left 
And you created this really special moment for yourself where you needed to feel connected to your husband and connected to yourself. And what better way to honor yourself than to create a moment that's so beautiful and special? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and really to know that I'm worth that to me, right? To not worry about putting everybody else's feelings ahead of mine that, well, they really wanted me there and it was really a nice day. And my sister made a beautiful day for everybody. But I know, I knew I needed to honor what I was feeling and what was happening. And I love bringing these things up because I think vulnerability is the key to connection. And I think that we tend to, you know, I'm sure even for me, people see me on Facebook Live or on Aligned and Awaken interviewing things that I write about. And I think it's always so important. And I love any opportunity to bring up those times like I just shared. Because it's very easy to think, gosh, like she lost her husband and she's always so happy and so positive. And that's not the case. I have moments. And I shared with you when we talked earlier, my intent every day is to wake up with peace, kindness, and love and joy. That is my intent for the day. That is not always the reality. And that's okay. That's okay. We set an intention for how we want our day to be. And then we honor and understand that the reality is just not that way all the time. So I think it's And that right there is the key to self-love, is that you accept whatever the reality is in that moment. And for anyone who's a parent, they can kind of get it when they think about their kids. There are some days when your kids just drive you crazy, Mm -hmm. but you love them anyway and you have patience with them. And, you know, you might lose your, you might lose your patience for a moment, but it doesn't mean that you have stopped loving them and and you are still looking for ways to express and to create loving moments with them. Mm. This is something that we don't consciously cultivate that for ourselves. But when we can have the moments where we set our intentions for the day, and if they don't go the way that we, to the letter of of the law about how we wanted that, that affirmation to play out, it's to accept it. Just accept it. And to not judge ourselves if we're not showing up the way that we think we should be showing up, or if we're not totally feeling, if we're to not judge our thoughts and to not judge our feelings. I mean, that's really the hardest thing for people to do. And it's, that is, that inner dialogue, like I call it like the hamster wheel. Like Mm -hmm. when we get on that hamster wheel of just like criticizing ourselves and judging ourselves and beating ourselves up. That's what I mean when we have a choice between like an act of destruction or an act of creation. And so it's very helpful to when you can get into this place of self-awareness where you feel like, okay, a lot of these thoughts that that I'm thinking are like pretty destructive. They're tearing me down. They're, They're undermining all of my desire for progress or for growth in my life. And so like to take a pause and to see where is the opportunity for creation here. Yeah, 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 that's so good. And maybe not in that moment, right? Like we were talking earlier, feelings are data. They're giving us information. If we just quiet down to listen instead of distracting ourselves because it's uncomfortable to feel that way, if we just quiet ourselves down and then understand that maybe that creation isn't until the next day. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean, okay, I got to rise above this and I have to be doing the thing or sometimes it's just being quiet. It's just being there with it. It's feeling where you feel it in your body. It's listening to what it's trying to tell you. 100%. I'm also a meditation teacher and that's something that I always, in my guided meditations, 
we are in embodied beings right now. And so we are having like an embodied experience on this earth. And so we need to listen to our bodies because our bodies are our alarm systems. Mm. In meditation, I, I always tell people like, tune into your body and what is your body telling you? When something is off for me and I'm out of alignment, I feel it in my chest. I get a tightness in my chest. I feel it in my shoulders. I feel like tingling in my arms. And so I've cultivated a practice where I listen to that feeling in my body because I know that it means that there's something going on for me emotionally that I need to tend to. And so when I started realizing that my body is actually like the alarm system for my being and that I need to pay attention to that, then that is also this a great self-love practice because first of all, getting to know your body in that way and to listen to it and to honor what it's telling you and then to dig deeper and to learn more. Like, what is this telling me? I know that this is the, uh, the alarm saying something feels off. Well, what is the thing that feels off? And to kind of have this like inner dialogue with myself so I can figure out the feelings in my body are actually something that's coming from a subconscious place within myself that I need to heal. Yes, yes. And if we stay with it, we can sort of uncover it. My niece has a little four-year-old and a new baby and she had a little sledding party and all the parents were there with their little kids and it was so adorable. And I was so excited to talk to my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, going to the sleigh riding party. Everything's going to be outside. There's going to be chili and wine and a fire and this is going to be so fun. And I'm at the party and I'm watching all the kids and all the parents were there. And again, I said to my sister, I'm going. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, goodbye. And I got in my car and I was really having a moment. And it wasn't until two days later that I was talking to a girlfriend on the phone and I stayed with it, right? It was like, what's going on? I knew part of it. It was like, oh, you know, sort of grieving when Kevin and I and all the boys and we used to do all these birthday parties together and we did all these things and we didn't have that anymore. And Kevin's not even here anymore. And the boys are older. So it was like a lot of grieving. But what I realized is that I not only lost Kevin and, and the boys are in college, but I lost an opportunity by Kevin not being here anymore for a connection that I have with the boys through Kevin. Meaning if Kevin were alive, two of my boys go to Rutgers. If Kevin were alive, he'd be like, let's take a ride to Rutgers. We'll go see the boys. We'll get a pizza. We'll watch football with them. I lost that ability. Now, some people might say, well, you could go watch football with them. But that was Kevin and the boys. And I was the tag along. You know what I right. mean? It was like, oh, okay, we're going to watch football. And, and wait, why does that happen like that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I realized that, oh my gosh, part of my grieving is finding Kevin was, because they're all boys and he's a boy, you know, and he's a man, figuring out my piece. Yes, we have very good conversations and things like that, but like for fun, you know what I mean? Like, well, what are the things that we can do together and creating? And that's what I needed. Well, how can we create our lives? We're so much about sports. Kevin coached them. They all played. I watched and <laughs> had the snacks and the drinks, you know? The whole point is that I needed to go deeper in my feeling of sadness to understand. And once I uncovered it, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now, now that was the invitation to creation, right? Now I know what I need to do. I know what the piece is that's missing. I know, okay, now I need to create new ways for us to connect. They don't play sports anymore. Kevin is not here anymore. Now we're going to 
create. This is an invitation to creation. I love that. (laughs) Grief is a shared human emotion that everyone experiences in some way or another for different reasons. And there are a couple of things at play in grief and your personal experience. The loss of your husband, you miss him dearly and that's part of your grief. And for me in, in getting divorced, you know, I miss having a partner and that's part of my grief. But a larger part of the grief puzzle is, to your point, we have an identity, like we create an identity for ourselves. And when our world is shaken to the core, our identity, it shifts. We feel like a little bit like a shape, shapeshifter sometimes. Well, where do I fit into this now? This person kind of felt like a little bit of a constant for us. And now that they're gone, I've lost like my moorings here. Part of the grief is the vision and the dream that we had for ourselves that now all of a sudden we're like, wow, like where does my identity fit into this new version of reality that I did not choose for yeah. myself, but yeah. that feels like it was thrust upon me. Mm-hmm. And so it's simple, but it is not easy to see it now as an opportunity for creation. Yeah. Because it's hard and it, and it is. And that's part of self-love too, is acknowledging that this is hard. Yeah. It is not easy and it's and it shouldn't be easy because it was important. It mattered. And we're not, we're like, again, we're learning to navigate a, a, a new course kind of without a map. And the thing is, that's really important, I think, for people to, to realize too, especially when you're at this point in your life where you feel like things, you, you had things figured out, mm-hmm. is that before, like you, you had a false sense of having a roadmap. You're like, okay, so I'm going to go to college, get a job, get married, have kids, get a pet, buy a house. And then I... I did it. Yay. Right. Right. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I did all of those things. And now all of these things that were not a part of my roadmap just happened. And now I feel like I just threw the roadmap out the window. And, you know, and something that I, I tell everybody who asks me like, well, you know, how, how are you doing? I always say to them, you know what? I am the most unsure of what the rest of my life looks like than I have ever been in my entire life. Wow. But I'm okay with it. And that is a very liberating feeling. And it's actually exciting. And I know that not everyone would be there, but it it is my reality right now. And I think it's because I have done a lot of work. You know, I meditate every day and I started a Buddhism practice that, that has really helped me and guided me to really feel like it's okay to not know. Mm. And, and, and in fact, not only is it okay to not know, but we've actually never known. We just tricked ourselves into thinking we did. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes, 100%. You're right. We tricked ourselves into thinking we did. You're 100% right. And I love your honesty. When people ask, that's your answer. You know, I'm just uncertain. And yeah, we're navigating life without a map. A coach had shared with me that someone told her, don't attach your self-esteem to something that can be taken away. And it was interesting because my role was a mom and my kids were going to be going to college. And, you know, I have triplets. So all three were going at once. And then the youngest would be two years behind or two, three years behind, actually, grade-wise. I was a wife. We did everything as a family. This is what we did. And that too was going to be taken away. So I really totally get uncertainty. You know, and, and we kind of circle back, knowing that I'm supported, 
you know, knowing that the universe has my back and just trusting that. And I think that's a big piece of it. It's about curiosity, not certainty. And that's key. 100%. And as long as we stay in that curious place and not feel, right? Because certainty almost becomes control. We just want to make sure there's certainty, there's control, we're on top of it. And it is, control is nothing more than an illusion that we chase and we... Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that curiosity. It, It opens us up instead of constricting us. Because when we're certain, we're only considering a very small set of possible realities. When we're curious, there are infinite possible realities. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're certain, we're not trusting. We're just so attached to how we want it to go that we don't believe or get curious enough to think about other possibilities and other possibilities that might be better for us. And maybe the universe knows better. Maybe God knows better. Whatever your term is, your higher source knows better than we do. So it's okay to just let go a little bit. Absolutely. When we can have that surrender and that faith, it allows us to relax with ourselves. You know, once we let go of the certainty, we also let go of the judgment. When you are certain, then you judge. If it doesn't go that way, then you can judge it as right or wrong, bad or good. When you're curious, you relax with yourself because it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I love that point that you brought up about, you know, not attaching yourself to something that's something that can change or to some sort of preconceived notion. I shared with you that I, I just came back from a trip that I went on by myself. My kids went on spring break with their dad last week. They're 16 and 13. It was the first time they'd ever gone on vacation without me. Uh-huh. And so I, you know, I knew I was like, I got to do something for myself here. So I went to Disney World for four nights by myself. And then I went to Key West for three nights by myself. And it was amazing. <laughs> Um, to just be able to do what, what I wanted. And it was very relaxing. People always say to me like, oh, you're so brave that you do those things. And, and you know what? Yes, I do think it, it takes a little bit of courage because especially because you don't know what you're going to be met with. And I, I, I had shared on my social media that I went out to breakfast uh, one morning and there was like an hour wait when my table was finally ready. I went back and the gentleman at the hostess stand said to me, so is your other half here? And, and I said to him, well, I'm here by myself and I'm just, com- and I'm completely whole that way. Uh-huh. And I know it caught him off guard. Like, yeah. Like he, and That's I laughed and, and then he laughed and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. And, of course. And I said, no, I, I, I understand. Everyone else has that certainty too. You know, everyone, it, it, he was yes. certain that I was there with somebody else. He was yes. certain that I couldn't possibly have been there by myself. But I was, and I kind of loved that he said it because it was so liberating and yes. it was so empowering to say, I'm here by myself and I'm whole yeah. all by myself. And I'm good. Yeah, I'm whole. I love that. It's such a good story. And it really is so courageous that you do that. It really is. And I think so empowering, like you said, because it's just a reminder that you got you and that's enough and you're enough. It's amazing. When and if you do meet somebody, that's a wonderful extension of your wholeness. And that's... I think is so beautiful about spending time with yourself alone is when you really get to know yourself and you're not needing to people please, you don't get into that place of, well, I need to keep everybody happy. And Mm -hmm. you're just doing what you want to do. You realize 
the things that you love to do and probably the things that you no longer will settle for. Because when you're comfortable in your own company and you're giving yourself the love that you truly deserve, you'll recognize when something comes along that is not that. We need to love ourselves so fiercely that we can we don't ever feel like we need another person to fill a void mm-hmm. because the only one who can fill any void within us is ourselves, our own self-love, our own self-acceptance and our own self-celebration. Oh, that's so good. So 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 good. I love that. I love that. And committing to that, right? Committing to be that for yourself is so huge. So just share with our listeners, what do you do to get in alignment with who you are and your self-love and your commitment to you? What are some practices that really help you on that journey? So first and foremost, it's meditation. Meditation for me, and, and I know meditation is scary for people. And as a meditation teacher, I can't tell you how many times people tell me, oh, I've tried it, but I do it wrong or I'm not good at it. And the reality is, is that like meditation actually is pretty uncomfortable. None of us are like these Zen Buddhist monks who can go sit up on a mountaintop for hours and just meditate in silence. It is difficult to sit with our own thoughts. What I've really learned in meditation is meditation is not about bypassing the thoughts. It's not about turning our minds off so that we are not aware of the feelings. It's about acknowledging them and not judging them. Mm. And so it's really about observing our thoughts, learning to observe our thoughts and not judging them. Yeah, yeah. And that is something that is a practice that has really served me over the past several years. I probably started meditating regularly in 2012 or 2013. And it is the best way that I have gotten to know myself Mm. is through meditation. Wow. And for everybody listening, because I think people think, oh, well, I've got to sit there for 30 minutes or an hour. I mean, I always tell my clients, five minutes is fine. Like this is a practice. This is a practice of progress, not perfection. This isn't about doing it perfect, right? This is just about experiencing it and practicing it. What do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, well, actually, and I'm going to botch the quote. So don't, this is not verbatim, but um, Pema Chodron wrote a book called When Things Fall Apart. And in, in that book, she talks about, I think she calls it like the hotness or something where if today we can only sit, sit with that like hotness, which, which, she, which she means is like this discomfort with ourselves for one second, but tomorrow we can do it for 1.2 seconds. That's the journey of a warrior. Uh, and I love that because first of all, it's addressing the fact that it'll be different for everybody, but that it is, it is a journey. And we are warriors when we sit down and we allow ourselves to sit with discomfort. That's an act of creation too. You know, just to to take it back to earlier, an act of creation doesn't mean I'm going to get up and write a book about my trials and tribulations in life. I mean, you can, that could be one way. (laughs) But an act of creation could just be to sit and honor yourself without being destructive. Mm -hmm. And to elaborate on, on your question about what practices, in addition to meditation is I read a lot. I read 
Pema Chodron and Glennon Doyle and Brene Brown and Elizabeth Gilbert. I follow a lot of authors and educators because I want to, part of my personal growth is to learn. It's also to learn about other people's experiences. You know, we can't live our lives trying to be validated by other people, but we can, we should live our lives trying to forge connection with other people. And those are two different things. And I think that that's also when, when you really get into the realm of self-love, you realize that other people are not there to serve, to validate us. They're there to enhance our lives. And so that is such an important it's such an important thing to recognize is that if we're looking for people for validation, we're actually not even really connecting with them truly. Connection is is when we have two people who are whole together, who are enhancing each other and being real and honest and true. We can't be real and honest and true with other people until we can be that way with ourselves. Oh, amen. Yes. That's perfect. And such a great way to end this beautiful conversation. This has been so good, Amy. I really appreciate all your wisdom, all your insight, your honesty, and your commitment to your own journey of self-love. It's truly beautiful. And I'm so glad that you were here to share it with me and and with everybody listening. So thank you. Well, I really enjoyed it too. It flew by and I, yeah, I love talking to you and I, and I am very grateful for the opportunity. You are so welcome. Can you just share with everybody where they can find you, how they can get your blog table? for? Yes. Okay. So right now, the best way to follow me is I actually have two different Instagram pages. One is love myself revolution, all one word. And the other one is table for one adventures. And that's the one where I kind of chronicle my solo adventures. I'm also on Facebook at Love Myself Revolution. And I also have a website, lovemyselfrevolution.com. Thank you. Thank you. Go find her and all the all the self-love. So good. I love it. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. If you loved what you heard today, I would be so grateful if you hit subscribe and leave a review. For more inspiration, find me on Instagram at amindfuljourney.ld. I love being part of your everyday journey.